The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX FM 93.1 with yours truly, Neville James. It's another gorgeous day in paradise. Partly cloudy, but I'm you know, still feeling good in the rain, so we're good with that. Uh, don't forget um, to stay on top of the local news scene by tuning into the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1 and uh, you know I was in uh, St. Thomas yesterday worked out to the uh, studio on the rack yesterday and uh, enjoyed uh, hanging out with the uh, St. Thomas uh, family uh, for WTJX but we're back in the studio this morning and um, we're going to get right into it um, I've got Miss D. Ulrich uh, here uh, in the studio. Uh, good morning, Miss Ulrich. Good morning. How are you? Good. Glad to happy New Year. I know it's um, almost close to the end of January, but um, still a New Year nonetheless. It is. Right, right. How you been? Pretty good. How'd you bring it in? Oh, uh, working with the animal shelter, doing over three hundred spay neuters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, last week. Uh, yeah, it was last week. Uh, how did that go? That, that went well. That was it successful. Went very well. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, but you're here for something else. Something's happening this Saturday in Christianstead? It certainly is. Crew de Croix is a nonprofit community organization that every year does fundraising for the island and different organizations on the island, mm-hmm. rescue groups. <clears throat> this Saturday, we have our annual Crew de Barcus Parade, which is a, a dog parade all decked out in their costumes. This year's theme is Roaring Twenties. The registration fee for each dog is $10, mm-hmm. and it all the money that we collect goes to the rescues. Okay. Um, this this photo here is, is something else. <laughs> who, who put this photo together? Yeah, right? Jolly Roger. <laughs> uh, y'all need to see this. You know, we got uh, guys in suits with top hats, uh, ladies decked out, like to go into the Kentucky Derby uh, with all their hats, and... Uh, Wow. So this is this is a regular thing? This is every year. Every how long has it been going on? Uh since two thousand and five or six. Yeah. Crew to Barga's parade, yes. Okay, okay, okay. And uh so which direction do they start in? We start at registration is at Nate's yeah. at twelve. Mm-hmm. Then they parade up and down the boardwalk through Pan Am, through Carabell, and end up in King's Alley. Okay. So the parade starts about one. Yeah. The judging will be at Cruise and Bio at uh, in King's Alley at mm. two, mm-hmm. and then awards there at three. Okay. So this is a a two hour deal for the most part. Basically, we don't want to keep dogs on the boardwalk because it gets too hot. Yeah, yeah. How 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 has it gone in, in years past? We've had up to forty entries in years past. So okay. I'm hoping we can get that kind of that kind of you know. Participation again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now the 
the Roaring Twenties, that, that theme, how'd that come about for this year? That theme came about because this will be our 20th Marty Croy Parade okay. on the North Shore, mm-hmm. February 10th. Okay. And Crew de Croy is? A non-profit organization. No, as it relates to Marty Croy. Um, we run it. We run it, run it, right, right. But that been, you said 20 years? Mm-hmm. Seems like longer than that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that that takes place in February, right, or, or March? February tenth. February tenth. Okay. It's always the Saturday before Ash Wednesday. Yep. Okay. Okay. Saturday before Ash Wednesday. Is is it always does that always typically falls before the fair, or after the fair? If if sometimes Sounds. it falls almost on the same weekend, and yeah. if it does, we'll push it back. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. Good. So, um, the, the, the costumes and decking out the dogs and all that stuff. That is up to the individual owner. That, that, that happens before they get to the boardwalk or they can do that there? Sometimes they do it there. Yeah. Sometimes the dogs don't want to wear them all the way there. Yeah, that's why I asked that question. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes they register them and then they bring them home and, and dress them and bring them back. The Roaring Twenties. Uh, I, I like this. I like this. Now, uh. The, the 20s were roaring because uh, the 30s, they went to, we went south in the 30s, right? We certainly did. <laughs> right, 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 right. So um, tell me about Crew de Croix. Um, you were there from the inception? I was there a couple of years after the inception. Okay. We started in 2002. Started to, so you had a 20-year anniversary for Crew de Croix. And last of course year, it was, a, a couple it was years ago. COVID, so. Yeah, that's a, got, yeah, in the heart of COVID. Yeah. Um, but the um, the event over uh, on the North Shore, that's a very popular event. It continues to grow, right? Yes, it does. Yeah, talk a little bit about the history of that and, um, and how you guys... It started with uh, a couple that moved down from Louisiana mm-hmm. and realized that there was no Mardi Gras here. No. So they decided they would do that. Um, they picked the North Shore because the East End and the West End never got together anywhere, and the North Shore was kind of dead in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So they decided to make the party there. And they just built capacity over the years? Yes, sir. And that's a, a one-day deal, a Saturday deal, right? It takes us a, a year to prepare, yeah, but yeah, yes, it happens yeah. in one day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then a couple years later, the dog parade uh, kicked in? Yes, it did. Every year we do something that will benefit the island somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, every November, um, Sunday after Thanksgiving, we do Santa on the Beach, mm-hmm. which is totally um, companies, you know, bring us toys and it's free for the public. And uh, we have Santa that comes every year. The, 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 the Caravel Hotel opening in 2016... Not thereabouts, has that, you know, enhanced what you do on the boardwalk in terms of uh, support? Because typically when I'm going to they have a event centered around there, we see a lot of people heading into Christian said There was a time when Christian said was really, really struggling. In 2012, Crew de Croix started a Strand on Fire mm-hmm. uh, hot sauce competition, which has since been taken over by someone else, which is great. Mm-hmm. But... We always use. And what was that? It it was because Hovenza left and the island was really struggling. So I told my girlfriend, I said, everybody here makes hot sauce. Why don't we do a hot sauce competition? Mm -hmm. And we we had over 40 entries. I thought our judges were going to (laughs) die. Wow. (laughs) But um, it was very popular and it's continued every year since. 
but the rum and wine garden behind uh, the hotel and yeah. in that garden. Yeah. They always gave us the space and just let us use it. Okay. Which was wonderful. What What's it like um, announcing an event not knowing what the participation level is going to be and then on event day you're, see, you're seeing way more people than you could have ever imagined. That is very nice to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's never happened that we don't have any participation for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the community wants to get together. The mm -hmm. community wants to um, wants to participate, especially when it benefits everyone. Mm -hmm. Like this this parade um, with the dogs, we have um, Saint Croix Animal Welfare. They come. Mm -hmm. um, they're right now in Princess until we move to Castle Coakley. Then. Uh, Crucian Sato's rescue comes. She's from uh, Anna's Hope. Uh, Baby Bully's rescue comes. They're from the North Shore. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Rough Star Rescue from the West End. Real Crucian Cats from Altoona. So the whole community is here. And the money that we raise goes to all of them. That's awesome. That's awesome. The, the, there was a, a veterinarian here on the North Shore. Um, not, not, not where Doc Peterson was. Um, before that, uh, when you turned in um, by where the gas station is, uh, sugar was it Sugarloaf or Sugar Mill? Sugar, yeah, Sugar Mill, yeah. That that is no longer there. No, she is there. She's still there, right? Dr. Stage is there. Yeah, she's still there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Because I remember um, when uh, she came uh, before the legislature ship, it had to require a rezoning, mm -hmm. and uh, we were glad uh, to know that um, there was another uh, veterinarian uh, here in the territory to deal with. Um, stray cats and dogs, which is a big issue here in the territory, right? It is. It most definitely is. Yeah. We uh, spayed and neutered over 300 last week. Wow. The event wow. was totally free to yeah. the public. Vaccines, exams, heartworm tests, mm -hmm. um, the surgery, their pain medication, and... Uh, that was an increase from the year before. I think the year before it was like 220, something like that, I think. Yeah, I think 224. Uh, that's what Becca told me, Anna. Mm -hmm. So we got up to 300. Yeah, we passed 300. Well, passed 300. Um, well. The vets that came down is visiting Vets International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, they, had a, they, had, they, were, they were taken care of. They enjoyed themselves here in the territory. Well, we still have to feed them. We still have to house them. Yeah. The buccaneer was gracious enough to put them up. Okay. Um, but it still costs animal welfare a lot of money. Yeah. You know, so anything that Crew Croix can do to give back, mm -hmm. we do. No, that's that, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it's the Roaring Twenties uh, Dog Parade on the Boardwalk um, Saturday. Uh, registration begins at noon. Um, the parade uh, begins at one, so it's a one-hour parade uh, between Nate's Boathouse and Cruzan Bayou, and then uh, uh, that's where it gets King Jolly, right? Yes. And then uh, at, at three o'clock. Um, after the, the judges uh, rack their brains trying to figure out you know who's who's <laughs> the best, uh, we have an awarding and all that stuff. Right? Yeah, Jan Mitchell was gracious mm -hmm. enough to give us the awards like she usually does. Mm -hmm. so you're gonna be decked out in a dress and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm usually running from one end of the boardwalk to the other also, back and forth. Well, also, also, you have an excuse. You, you, I do. <laughs> uh, that's that, that that's nice. Um, how many members in Cudicourt right now? Um, well, we started out in 2002. And by the time I joined in 04-05, we 
we had about 40. Okay. And then over the years, they've I, either passed away, attrition. passed on, yeah. moved away, and then for... You mean recording or what? Almost maybe eight, the last eight years mm-hmm. until this year, it was just me and one other girl. Wow. And that was a lot of work. Yeah. And now we're up to about eight to okay. ten solid members okay. this on. year. Coming along. So we're coming back. Yeah. Which is good because Val and I are getting tired. <laughs> well, same people doing all the work, you're going to wear it down. Yeah. That's just how it is, right? So, um, so this event happens on the 20th. Then you got a quick turnaround. What, which event on the 20th? Saturday the 20th. This, the the, the operator Saturday the yes. 20th. And then you got a quick turnaround for the for right. the Wadi Croy. Right. That's what? Three weeks? Mm-hmm. That's a, February 10th. That's a, that's a pretty short time to, to... Well, but that's going on right now. The preparation for that is going on the right prep now. Right? Is, the prep has definitely started. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The, 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 you work with the Virgin Islands Police Department and, and other agencies? Very closely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that takes place right by the, the Cane Bay Beach yes. area. It starts at Sylvie's in La Valley. Yeah. That's where the floats and troops Sylvie's, start. Yeah, yeah. The road closes about 11, mm-hmm. and it closes all the way to Spratnet. Um, okay, that's that's so that's parade route, mm-hmm. right? Right. But that, that goes into the night, right? That, that, that The parade is a day thing, day after afternoon thing, and then the activities, people just hanging out. And all that, right? Yeah, we have awards back at Sylvie's usually around six. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's people in Cane Bay the whole day. I was went through Cane Bay uh, a couple of weeks ago. That's a lot of activity going on back there. Yes, there are. I mean, that's that's that's. And for years, the whole North Shore was dead. Yeah, it was dormant. You know and what I'm saying? And now, now it's not. Now it's I, alive again. Because I I had uh, some friends in. Uh, took them to lunch and then they wanted to, to drive along the, the, the north coast. By the way, I know it's you know it's it's not heavily uh, traversed road, but whatever you could do to fix the, the that North Shore Drive from yeah. from Barron's Castle down to Cane Bay. That road whatever, is what, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you could do, we'd appreciate that. You know? Especially having floats yeah, yeah, on that road. For the it's dangerous. So if any Santa's listening, um, take a drive over there to walk with a specialist uh, or someone who is you know, who knows about civil engineering. See if you could get an estimate because it would be nice for that scenic drive along the North Shore to have... Uh, better roads because and, and that's a beautiful drive. Oh my god, that's why I took them there, you know. And, and then uh, we took pictures over there by um Kienbe. And when we um when we when we um pass uh by Sylvie's uh Rowdy Joe's, mm-hmm. Sylvie's, all that stuff, and then we work our way over and then we got to the crest and we looked down and we saw the amount of people. I mean, it's it's like and that was that was uh Tuesday the second. I mean, just people. I mean, it, it, that was that was unbelievable. That was the amount of people hanging out there. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that area uh, continues to, and this time of year in particular, you know, people are here on vacation, all yeah, that stuff. The island's busy right now. Yeah, yeah. The island's doing good, so we gonna knock on wood uh, for that. But um, whatever we could do, um, and I know I I gonna speak with um, uh, Commissioner Gabriel um, as soon as we can to see if we could address that. And I know that Department of Public Works. Uh, it's under a lot of uh, uh, pressure uh, in terms of paving roads, but it's that time uh, of the year when uh, we make our money uh, compared to the other time, other parts of the year when 
folks are traveling here because that the deep freeze on the mainland, we really should be, uh, you know, positioning ourselves to benefit when these Arctic blasts are happening on the mainland. You know, and you know, this is this, this is our time of the year, so let's uh, take advantage of it. But getting back to uh, Saturday, uh, the Roaring Twenties Dog Parade on the boardwalk. Uh, how many contestants you had last year? Uh, over thirty. Over thirty. So we're hoping that number remains the same and more. Or more. Right. And uh, uh, the the proceeds from this event goes to every rescue that shows up. Every rescue that shows up. Wow. Wow. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Talking with the Ulrich uh, from Coup de Croix. Uh, this time of year, they're very very active. The boat parade in January. Uh, Marty Croy. Uh, in February, anything else throughout the year? Uh, Santa oh, on the beach is in November. Santa on the beach in November. Yeah, you do speeding and, and all that stuff uh, through uh, at least once a year, right? Yes. Yeah, and we just had that uh, successful event over at what uh, you're hoping is the new home, right? That is the new home. It is a new home, right? Uh, Becca was, was here a couple of weeks ago, and uh, um, hopefully... Um, you can get the resources necessary to, to complete that. That would be uh, very nice. Yeah, that's the plans there. are beautiful. That's now we just there. have to get the money to build it. In the original um, Castle Coakley area, um, that's uh, a little bit down from El Sol, right? right. And you take it's a, the the right. If you're going south, the right past if El you're Sol. Going south, uh, Look for the two sugar mills up on the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And, uh, and, uh, uh, hopefully, um, that'll that'll work out well. So. Roaring twenties. Um, so, you you expect people to come down on the boardwalk decked out in three piece suits with top hats, Dog D? Um, some of them do. <laughs> you would be surprised. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. Oh yeah. During midday. Mm-hmm. Wow, uh-huh. wow, that's that, that's nice. That's nice. I like that. Well, uh, Miss Ulrich, thank you very much, man. Thank uh, you so good much. Good to see you. Happy New Year again. Happy New Year to you. Uh, this mine or that is yours. That's mine. So I can hold on so to this. So you can remind yourself and put it on your fridge. <laughs> the Roaring Twenties Dog Parade on the Boardwalk, uh, Saturday, January twentieth. Uh, registration at noon. Um, the parade at one. Judging at two, and the awards at three. Okay. For more information, you can email Monica. No, Mona Owens five five at yahoo.com or lizard underscore 1200. That's that's the Ulrich at yahoo.com. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thank you much. A new year deserves a fresh start. The Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go, a nonprofit community investment checking account, and a 24-hour banking cash management platform. There are two locations, one in Gallus Bay and one in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Contact a customer service specialist for details regarding our nonprofit community investment checking account. Member FDIC. As the news gets more complex and changes through the day, you need more than just a quick headline check. Here and Now keeps you connected to your world between Morning Edition and All Things Considered as the news and the people shaping it are changing in real time. I'm Robin Young. Follow along on Here and Now, NPR News, weekday afternoons. From 2 to 4 on WTJX-FM. 
your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. These days, people go to great lengths to shed the stress of daily life. There's acupuncture, deep tissue massage, meditation, yoga. At All Things Considered, we offer our own type of healing, invigorating news stories that span the rainbow of human experience. Nourish your mind and escape from the ordinary. Weekdays on All Things Considered from NPR News. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. Hi, I'm Peter Sangle. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on Analyze This. I want to thank Ms. D. Ulrich for joining us uh, from uh, Coup de Croix. Uh, the Roaring Twenties Dog Parade uh, taking place uh, this Saturday uh, at the Christian State uh, Boardwalk. Um, also, um, I think the Historical Society, the VI Historical Society, I think, uh, uh, are looking for their, for their flyer that they had. Um, Ms. Rizendi was here uh, last week. Uh, they're supposed to be having an event uh, their annual event this week, I saw Michelle Anna Brown yesterday uh, at the Seaplane. She's one of the presenters, um, and they're supposed to be doing their thing uh, uh, this uh, this Saturday as well. Uh, I just texted uh, uh, my contact person to let um, Commissioner Gabriel know uh, that um, because uh, uh, of the, the mix-up that he could call in now. So, um, Commissioner Gabriel, if you're listening... From the Department of Public Works, I want to have a quick conversation with some of the agency heads in advance of uh, Monday's State to the Territory Address, which is going to be covered here uh, on uh, the Virgin Islands Public Broadcasting System. Of course, we're going to be doing um, the morning after breakdown, uh, our first ever remote. Uh, analyze this. It's going to be taking place on Tuesday morning over there in St. Thomas, right? So... At the Delhi deck, so we got to knock that out. Uh, so we're trying to, uh, you know, make uh, everything about and uh, uh, about the state of the territory address uh, as informed as possible to let the public know. I appreciate Carl Knight calling in yesterday, uh, giving us some history. That was a great, con- great conversation. He was like a wealth of knowledge, um, breaking down uh, where the administration uh, was um, at each juncture because um, they've had uh, the governor has. Uh, given uh, five state of the territory addresses um, between 2019 and 2023. And now he'll be given the sixth one on Monday night, the 22nd. And uh, WTJX will play a part in that. And of course, you know, uh, we, pr- we, we give coverage, uh, we provide coverage uh, for the state of the territory. That's a historical expectation and delivery here. Uh, uh, on uh, public broadcasting station, and then uh, you know, of course, the post state of the territory address commentary 
uh, that'll always be uh, on point uh, like it always is. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to find that information for the uh, historical uh, society thing. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get uh, Commissioner Gabriel uh, to call in. Last time we're going on. I think we're doing a nourish to flourish. We're doing our first one for 2024 uh, in our number two as well with uh, Chef Julius and um, Holly, Holly Goroff, Holly. Uh, so um, looking forward to that uh, as well. Okay. Let me uh, look at some headlines here. Uh, and the same time, a source. Just uh, to keep the public going out. We're gonna st- the the COVID issue, right? Go keep an eye on that, right? Uh, and then, um, uh, because with the congregating of folks for the festival, you know, that's just expected, and uh, the COVID numbers uh, go up uh, uh, throughout the holiday season for obvious reasons, you know. And so we gotta keep our eye. Uh, and that as well, right? Um, I don't know if we had uh, a press briefing <clears throat> because I was heading over to St. Thomas on Tuesday afternoon, so I don't know if they uh, had the press briefing, but uh, if we could get our data. I reached out to the health commissioner yesterday and uh, she told me she's going to be communicating with Christine Lett. Uh um, so we can get the health commissioner on as well. Now, um, a story that came out yesterday has to do with um, Department of Health confirms th- uh, three confirmed cases of low lead levels and water and, and water distribution dates, right? And they said, in a, in a water and power authority town hall meeting held on Wednesday evening, the Virgin Islands Health Department confirmed three children on St. Croix tested positive for low levels of lead and provided water, fil- water filter distribution dates, right? The updates came came after months of concerns about St. Croix's uh, potable water supply after testing for the cause of brown water coming from many people's faucets in late September. Found 35 of 66 WAPA lines tested positive for elevated level, elevated lead and copper levels. One unspecified test site was at 20,100 parts per billion lead, 1,340 times federal limits, and 137 copper, 105 times federal limits. Following testing has shown levels much lower than previously detected. During an update given by territorial epidemiologist Dr. Esther Ellis on Wednesday, she confirmed that 1,270 children from newborn to six years were of age were tested. The number was the department's goal of 1,000 children. Results showed that three children tested positive for lead and six for copper. Ellis confirmed that the levels detected were below the levels of concern. Right? Um, and the six children tested positive for copper had no health defects. She also said that the official EPA-approved water test results are pending. Home assessments were completed for the six positive cases, 
and lead was found in cooking pots and in floor tile. Quote, we did ensure that all children did have linkage to care to determine any health effects, as well as did home assessments to find where the lead is coming from. It's important to identify where the lead contamination is coming from and then remove that exposure and then retest. As you remove them to ensure your body can clear the lead from your blood, and then we can test again to ensure that these children are no longer being exposed to lead, said Ellis. WAPAC Director of Corporate Communications, Chanel Peterson, added, quote, the sampling that was conducted by the EPA showed that we are within compliance and that there are no impacted areas of lead, as well as the 31 samples that WAPA has done, in addition to the 119 that EPA has conducted, shows that we are in compliance. This was in reference to an announcement made in December that the results of sequential sampling of water on St. Croix were lower than first reported. Okay, Director of Water Distribution, Don Gregoire, also provided updates on water and water filter distribution for those whose homes were affected by the issue. The distribution of faucet filters and pitchers to businesses and residents will be held Thursday through Saturday at Fredericksted Parking Lot. Adjacent to media comments play wrong from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. So that starts in about a half hour. The authority asks all customers to bring a 2023 water bill and valid identification vouchers for bottled water handout in November will expire on February 19th. Quote, the filters will remove 99.9% of lead. They will not completely clear discolored water and replacement filters will need to be purchased, Gregoire said. He said there are currently no vendors selling replacement filters locally, but WAPA is working on this. Other initiatives include $75 in water bill credits, which will be rolled out soon, and fitting 28 of 38 sites found to have high leads of lead with lead-free components, including 64-meter boxes. The authority said it plans to kick off a territory-wide outreach and education program. For more updates regarding the WAPA water situation, visit cleanwaterusvi.com. All right? And the town hall meeting is available um, uh, via stream, uh, and you can click on the link uh, in this particular story. So uh, that's what we're dealing with, right? Uh, hopefully uh, we can address this matter, All right? It's all about the infrastructure, man. You know what I'm saying? We got, uh, you know, get a new infrastructure in place and limit uh, what we're being impacted with. You check, because uh, it ain't easy at all. You check. Okay. Okay, okay so society, um, I got a text message here about the, the, um, the annual meeting for the Society of VI Historians, right? It's the 34th annual meeting, and it's uh, from 9 to 12, okay, this Saturday, all right? And it's a virtual uh, event. I remember Ms. Rizaldi telling me that, okay? So let me um, Google this. Thank you very much, um, Wallace Williams, for hooking me up with uh, that information there. Uh, because, so it's not... Uh, coinciding 
uh, with uh, the boat, the the the, um, the Roaring Twenties Dog Parade. Okay, that's a morning event uh, from nine to twelve, and it's also virtual. Okay, uh, so after that, for those who participated in that, uh, you could still be uh, a part of uh, the boat, the the dog parade. I keep saying boat, but the dog parade. Every time I think about parade and the boardwalk, I think in boat, but um, it's the dog parade. That's uh, taking place. Uh, the parade starts at one. Registration starts at two, at noon, and then you got to judge in. Um, that's it, taking place um, <clears throat> uh, at uh, two p.m. and then they'll announce the awards uh, at three. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of things going on. You know, this time of year. Coming off of the uh, holiday season, and then we had uh, Martin Luther King Day uh, on Monday. Uh, when February comes again, uh, Black History Month, right? And then VI Black History Month uh, following that up uh, in March. So that's uh, uh, <clears throat> what's going on, man. This is the time of year, and you know, I keep referencing, you know, when um, me and my buddies. Uh, we head up to Saratoga uh, in the summertime. Um, that's when, you know, they try to max out making their money because, I don't know, so you ain't want to be in Saratoga now. You know, you freezing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's why we're in the weather now, man. What, a, what is beautiful and track season going on. That's how you market, you know, your atmosphere, your environment, right? So we need to do the same thing this time of year. Check whatever we do, right? We we need to make sure that from November to March, right? That five month window there, right? When the hawk is starting to howl up the way, right? That we need to be in a position to, you know, accept uh, folks from the states uh, who want to get away and uh, spend their money. Uh, what better place to spend it, you know, in American jurisdiction, right here, you know? So we need to, whatever we do, uh, push the notion that, you know, we could generate a lot of revenue, a whole lot of revenue. You heard uh, Ms. Ulrich uh, a little while ago, right? A lot of things going on on St. Croix right now and throughout the Virgin Islands, as a matter of fact. And the reason for that, because just look outside. Tell him, man, it's gorgeous. It really is. Uh, you know what we're going to do uh, when we come back you know, from the break in a couple of minutes? And we're going to call the weather service. We'll get what we can uh, uh, preview today. Knock that out the way that so that we could uh, uh, tomorrow when we come in. Yeah, because I believe um, we got, we got uh, some... Uh, it's a gaming tournament, a UVA um, Brawlhalla gaming tournament, uh, and we got some folks coming in tomorrow, uh, Kira Edwards and Marcus Curran, uh, UVA students. They're going to be coming in tomorrow at 9, so what we're going to do is we're going we gonna to reach out to the weather service uh, when we come back, uh, uh, when we take the break in a couple of minutes, and uh, yeah, we can preview today so that we don't have to worry about it tomorrow. You know, one of the things um, 
the the I'll make sure I say this correctly. The Society of Virgin Islands uh, historians are going to be uh, dealing with uh, um, uh, uh, is the history of uh, uh, windmills, right? Uh, matter of fact, there's a story on their website, right? St. Croix Windmills by Bill Cleveland. But I know that uh, Sugar Mills is something that um, Shalana uh, is going to be uh, talking about. And then there's a young lady who's going to be uh, with them as well. Um, she's going to be talking about the, the controversial land swap uh, over there in St. John. Uh, and and the governor uh, actually signed that into law uh, recently. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's from 9 to 12, right? 9 to 12. This, uh, hold on, I'm clicking on the Facebook page now. Uh, this Saturday is a virtual thing, right? And it's the 34th annual meeting. That's going to be taking place. Okay, here we go. I got it right here now. All right? I want to make sure I get a young lady name. Mm, okay, we got presentations from um, Shalana Brown, Stephanie Shalana Brown, and um, uh, from Jessica Samuel, right? Uh, uh, and she's from the uh, Radical Education and Advocacy League, LLC, and um, An American Dilemma. A controversial land swap pitting the, de the Department of Education against the National Park Service. So that's going to be the second presentation. Uh, and the first one uh, is VI Education Department's Embracing Americanization in St. Croix from 1920 to 1931. Okay, so that's going to take place um, this Saturday morning. It's virtual uh, from 9 to 12 p.m. There's a link. Um, um, that you could click on to get all the information. So if you go to the uh, Society of Virgin Islands Historians, Inc. Facebook page, you get everything uh, you need there. Okay, and you also have an a email from Ms. Rezendi um, if you want uh, for an application uh, for membership and all that stuff, right? So just go to the Society of Virgin Islands Historians, Inc. Uh, Facebook page and you get everything as it relates to the 34th annual meeting which is taking place uh, this Saturday, virtually, uh, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24 7 and my reaction to it was like wow that doesn't sound very safe wonder what that's about and in my mind i couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members journalism that seeks and reveals that's on point with me magna chakrabarty weekdays at 1 p.m on wtjx fm 93.1 your npr station in the virgin Islands. How do we know words? How do we accumulate words? Writer Edna O'Brien. Are they there in us before we know them? She follows a quest many writers can understand. As if these words were the generators of some kind 
of magic. Authors, artists, sports, news, and maybe even some magic. Every Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where we're not just interested in what's going on in the world, but why it's happening and how. Details are important. So are different points of view. We're dedicated to bringing you the stories behind the big events and the small ones, too. Join us every Sunday morning for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. back here and analyze this uh, it's a beautiful Thursday in paradise we got the weather service uh, joining us to give us a, a weekend preview uh, good morning who am I speaking with good morning this is Ian Colon how Ian, are you Ian feliz año Ian nuevo here. what's up man hey all good all good here yo man I missed you man where you been man you, you, you <laughs> are back here but I've been working in the afternoons at night so that's why oh yo I'm okay okay. Today. okay I'm good. not a, I'm not a morning person so I'd rather stay. Well, well neither, neither am I, but you got to do what you got to do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, everything is good. Beautiful weather up here. How's it yeah. down in How's it down in San Juan? It's all good. It's all good here. Pretty, mostly clear skies. I guess you guys are experiencing the same. We had a patch of, of, of low-level clouds that move across the area, but other than that, everything is good. You know, Yang, the, the, the cloud cover really is has a tremendous impact. You know, it just changes everything. It makes everything so much cooler. Yes, yes. I mean, during the day, it's it. it well, clouds play different roles. For, for example, at night, mm-hmm. if it's cloudy, um, temperatures don't really fall as we would like. That, correct. So that heating stays in the atmosphere, mm-hmm. gets radiated back to the surface. But and, and during the day, it's pretty much cooling effect, right? Because we don't get the sun. Um, so it plays it plays a different role. So. And, but other than that, the weather for you guys should remain pretty much the same during the next few days. Could no. be a bit warmer though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn more southeasterly during the next few days. But other than that, we don't expect any significant rain or anything like that. Just, more dry. I was, was, was going to ask you that. Um, so we're not looking at just maybe a shower here or there, but that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, a few patches of, of moisture. You know, typical of this season. No. Um, perhaps a, a few. Um, passing showers, but nothing that will generate any type of, of impact or significant accumulations over the islands. Now, that high pressure from last week. Um, still around. It's still around? Yeah, if it, it just keeps re- being replaced. 
there's one moving moving to the east, you know, the North Atlantic, and then that weakens, and then another one comes in. So we're gonna we're gonna be pretty much dominated by that by that um, um, cycle of of high pressure systems. And of course, in the mid levels, we have a high pressure over the region. So that's why we're not expecting anything significant. Now that high if pressure will be shallow. That that high pressure from the Atlantic, what does that do to our to our southerly our southerly winds, the trade winds that are coming up from the south? Yeah, so it depends where it's located. For example, if it's a bit closer to the central Atlantic, more closer to us, then we'll have that southerly flow. If it's, for example, over the western Atlantic, we, we may get th- those northeasterly winds that are good for, for more cooling temperatures. But right now, it's located more towards the central, so that's why we, right now we have easterly winds. And then as it weakens, we may have some southeasterly winds over the area. Now, there, there were some days early on, because, uh, you know, a time is flying, Ian. Today, would you believe that today is the 18th of January already? It was just, I know. It was just Happy gone. New Year yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And now here we are looking towards February already. But, I know, um, I know. We had some really, really cool nights uh, early in the year. What was the reason for that? Well, be, be pretty much it's because of the clear skies that have been dominating the area. Okay. We have the high pressure that I mentioned mm-hmm. in the mid-levels, which pretty much it's, uh, creates hostile conditions for any cloud or deep cloud development over the area. And with clear skies, and of course, if we have northeasterly winds or anything with a northern component, then we have those cool nights. And the same during the day. I mean, if we don't have any clouds, then we'll expect a bit warmer temperatures. In San Croix, it's been pretty warm. I mean, at least at San Croix Airport Station. Mm-hmm. Um, last week when I was working, we had the record again tied at 89 from, I think it was the 80s. So it's been, it's been warm down there. Let me ask this question, because during the summertime when we were dealing with this ridiculous heat, right, uh-huh. and in September and October, and the weather service, your agency was uh, encouraging everyone, uh, try to wear a hat, try to stay hydrated, all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. That's not the case now, though, right? Um, no, 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 not at all. Not, you, you, not at all. You can go that's out there and That's not going to be the case, but it's going to be like warmer than normal. Okay. Okay. So if normal is about, what, 85, 86 yeah. over the islands, it could be probably 80, 88, 87, 89. Okay. And then things like that. I'm trying to, well, I'm talking to you, I'm trying to check what, what the pattern has been in, 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 in the Virgin Islands in the last few days. Because yeah. I mean, I, I, was, I wasn't... No, the, weather, the weather's been good. The weather's been good. Yeah. <coughs> we, we've, yeah. Had, we've, had, we've had some days, uh, like I believe uh, the first week of January, we had a lot of rain. We had like three or four days of uh, yeah. showers would come, and and you'd see the the standing water and all that stuff. But for the last, I'd say seven to ten days, we haven't had much rain. No, I believe at the beginning of the of the year it was a remnants of a frontal boundary. Yeah. So yeah. during this season, if anything rain related is going to be the result of that. I mean, at least significant, you know. It's usually a remnants of, of frontal boundaries that move over the Western Atlantic, and then they kind of sink south over us, and then. Within the easterly winds, then that moisture gets carried like, <laughs> yeah. back to us, and that's oh. how we get all the. Uh, that's how we got. Oh, that's how we usually get the rain during this period. What am I listening? Then it pretty much stays like like we've been experiencing the last few days, like nothing really significant. I got I got a joke for you. One of my listeners just sent me a text. She said, "I have a heating pad on my bed." <laughs> no, really? <laughs> no, because no, cool? no, because yeah, because in, in some parts, right? If we live at altitude. Right, you live at altitude. Um, uh, it can get it can get kind of chilly at night. It can get kind of cold, kind of nippy. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by altitude in the Virgin Islands? Yeah, in Saint Thomas. And listen, really? listen. I'm not talking about the big mountains and all that stuff, right? But you'd be surprised. We got some mountains on Saint Thomas, right? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter Mountain and uh, Crown Mountain. And if you get up there, right, at night, it can get kind of nice. You know what I'm saying? So, and you have, I mean, and you don't have no blocking from the wind. Exactly. So the wind is going to keep coming. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But come on, a heating pad? Well, you know, it's, it's January. It's okay. <laughs> I, I I I reference I reference a story. I always pull it up, so I always keep it in my phone. Uh, wh- where were you in two thousand, uh, Ian? Uh, in two thousand? Yeah, year two thousand. Oh, I, I was in Puerto Rico still. Yeah, yeah I was you, I was in, in high school. You were in high school? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Ian, yeah, yeah, that's you, great. Tu eres un bambino. You're a baby. Oh Ian. my God, no, huh? thank you though, but no. <laughs> that was like 24 years ago. So yeah, no bambino. That's right. That's a, that's a long time ago. Anyway, we had a. We, there's an article that I pull up every year from January 26th, 2000. We had okay. a we, we had a weekend here. It was a Martin Luther King Day weekend in the Virgin Islands, where okay. weather, right? Listen to this, right? Um, there's this. What his name is? Will Henderson, right? He lives. He lives on Saint. He lived on Saint John, right? He said in 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 January of twenty two thousand, he recorded lows of sixty two, wow. on January seventeenth and eighteenth, sixty three, on January sixteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth. Normally, I'm five degrees lower than sea level. That's what he said, but I'm telling you, we had that year and and on Saint Croix. It got down to 62 with a couple of days of 63 and 64. That was in 2000. Now, you know, it can get it can get nice. It's, it's like the middle of Puerto Rico, right? You know, yeah. the, the, the mountains of Puerto Rico, right? Like Morovis and all that stuff. They get yeah. down into the 50s, right? Into the yes, upper 50s. I mean, my, 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 the only thing I could think of is if we had a, a, a frontal boundary cross the region, crossing the region, Yeah. you know, behind a frontal boundary, it's usually dry, like clear skies yeah, behind yeah. it. So every now and then we call, we have a fropa. That's how we call it here, the technical. Like it's a frontal boundary passage. Okay. If we had that on that month, we could probably experience like really cool temperatures like that, or even lower in the fifties, even a coastal wow. areas. Wow. And or, or but, like but that's but that's, be, that, but that's behind that's behind the the, the yeah because in the frontal boundary you have first all that cloudiness and the showers. And then behind it, you have usually dry continental air mm-hmm. pushing all that mass now, out. Now, now, and, and during the during the summer, during the hurricane season, you get the reverse, right? Yeah, we, got, we usually have the reverse. And yeah, that's yeah, when we have where, where after the storm passes, then it's very, very hot and humid. Yes, because usually in the summer, we, we uh, warmer air pretty much wins, you know, pushes everything northward. Correct. And then in the winter, and then we have the opposite. We have the cold, dry, continental usually. Well, for us, it will be maritime because it's coming from the waters, but still it's going to be dry, usually high pressure. Well, that's a science principle, so. but that's a science principle, right? They said for every action, right, there's an opposite and equal yes. reaction, right? So that's yes. a classic science principle. But, but those events are really rare, like having a, a, a nice, you know, structure boundary crossing the area. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's rare because we usually get the remnants, like the moisture, but we don't really get that, you know, that curve of the frontal crossing the islands. It's, it's really rare. I think we had, we had one this year, I think. We had that one at some point, either at the end of last year or at some point. But it was very brief. And that's when we see those low, low temperatures because you have cool, dry air, mm-hmm. clear skies. You know, those nights are going to be cool and, uh, and nice, actually. Now, let's talk quickly about uh, marine conditions. What are we looking yes. at for our boaters and our, beach, our beachgoers? So, actually, we have increasing winds across the area because of that same high pressure that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. And with that, we have uh, conditions that are going to be choppy for small craft. In fact, we have, we have small craft advisories in effect. 
for at least the offshore the water surrounding the San Croix, the Anegada Passage. Um, and we also have a high recurring reef forest for San Croix. Not necessarily for the Northern Virgin Islands, because, you know, they're, they'll be protected there from, from the winds and, and, and that energy. But that should last at least through the end of the week. I mean, we have them here until Friday night. And then we have, we're have we monitoring another um, swell that may be reaching the area during the weekend, but it's a bit early to see what's going on. But at least the winds are going to die off. So for today, at least, high recurring risk for St. Croix, small crowd advisory for, for the water surrounding some of the islands. But that should die die off during the next few days. Okay, that's good. So so we, we should be okay. We, have, we should have a good weekend, right? Yeah, 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 good weekend. But, you know, rip currents, we should always be, you know, on the lookout for that, you know. Because you never know, even when there's a low risk, they can occur, especially in your jetties, you know, or anything that it's like interrupting, you know, the current of the water. So we're we're, we're telling our beachgoers be careful, even though the yeah. weather, even though the weather looks lovely and all that stuff, be careful with the rip currents. Yeah, especially tourists, you know, because they don't know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. know the hot spots. Yeah, we need to we need to see what we. They can see do water and they jump in without even noting, noticing what's going <laughs> yeah, on yeah, around them. Yo, yeah, but can you blame them? They're coming from fifteen and ten degrees below. I know. <laughs> you know right? what I'm saying? I mean, like, no, I don't get in the water. For me, it's cold. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh no, this is freezing. It's like probably like eighty three. And it's like no. But, but yo, but, but you, um, you, have you been looking at that? The 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 the, the winter blast has been taking place throughout the country. I know. Yes, I mean, I have. I, I was in Orlando in Tampa mm-hmm. this weekend, and I have and I have family, of course, in the Northeast. And yeah, we've been we've been looking. Um, what was it? What was it like? What was the weather like in Tampa this weekend? It was nice, right? Oh my God! It, it was like drizzle here and there. Nothing, nothing major. It was cold though. I mean, it was warm one day. That's that's not really bad and gets everybody sick. You know, one day was like seventy nine. Yeah. was like sixty. Yeah. And the next day was again seventy eight. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. What I'm gonna wear today. You know, and that's actually get people sick. At least we don't have that here. But yeah, we've been monitoring all that storms. Um, unfortunately, you know, the, but. In the northeast, but but it's usual, you know, this this season, and of course, anyone, anybody that is traveling, that's a big thing, you know, all the delays and mm-hmm. all and all the transportation um, gets affected by the storms, and we may think it doesn't impact us, but it does, you know, connection flights and people are coming in or out of other islands and things like that, so it's affecting us indirectly. Professor Colon, thank you very much. Thanks to you. Thanks for okay, the education. Talk to you later, we'll, man. We'll, we'll talk next week. Glad to have you back. You be yes. Good. You. you got it. Bye. That's uh, Ian Colon, right? Out of San Juan every time, man. He come on. Uh, it's it's an educational 10 to 15 minutes, you know what I'm saying? Telling us about front, fr- frontal boundaries and low-pressure systems and all that stuff. Uh, uh, really appreciate that. So the heat and pad, huh, young lady? Uh, yeah, get nice and, nice and cold up the way, eh? That's all good. Okay, here we go. Uh, one of my, my regular listeners... Uh, morning, I live St. Peter Mountain Road. Let the Bambino know it was 68 last night. I tell you, man, it'll get nice, right? My, one of my uh, engineers, he don't, he don't walk um, the boardwalk, no, no, we call it the bypass. And it got days, I think last year, like, I, I could swear it was like in late February or early March, he tell me never like I walked the bypass early this morning. 66, 67, you know what I'm saying? It could get nice, and I believe one of the reasons why the bypass could get cold is because you got a funnel, you got the two hillside them, right? The, the, one, one, uh, uh, the, the eastern part of the bypass, right? When you when you come onto the bypass, um, you got like a ridge, right? And you got that, that funnel area there. Anytime you got a funnel, 
they're going to get cooler. That's just how it is. Got wind looking for areas to flow, and, and they're going to feel nice uh, and all that stuff. You know how we do it, right? You know, a little education, a little science, and for those of us who want bigger science in school, as we get older and the body starts to talk to us, we have a greater appreciation uh, for science <coughs> and, and all that good stuff. We got nourish to flourish, I suppose, coming up. You know, number two, I got to work with uh, Joe Schulte and uh, Derek Gabriel, uh, commissioners um, of the Department of Tourism and uh, Department of Public Works, respectively. Uh, we definitely want to see how we go uh, work them into the mix. Um, <clears throat> um, before uh, the governor gives his speech uh, on Monday, now, I had a good conversation with Colin Knight yesterday, right? So we're going to have the table talk. On Monday, right? Regular Monday table talk. Matter of fact, I had a good conversation with Doug Cole yesterday. Uh, I trying to to, to to stay away from Rocky because Rocky's a little nervous now because his boy um, Djokovic there in the Australian Open and uh, his first two matches, uh, he winning one set and then uh, losing the second set and then winning the third and the fourth. So he ain't really being dominant like he custom to be. So Rocky's a little nervous, right? He and that young lady. Uh, who's who's a big Djokovic fan um, over there in St. Thomas. Um, uh, matter of fact, he had to go to a tiebreaker in the third set uh, against uh, his second-round opponent. So, Rocky a little nervous, so we don't really bother Rocky that much. But Rocky going to be on Monday. Uh, we're going to preview the state of the territory. And Carl Knight should be joining us for at least a segment uh, on Monday uh, as well to talk with the boys. And, of course, we're doing the uh, remote uh, on Tuesday morning, first ever analysis remote coming out of Iraq City over there at the Deadly Deck uh, in Haven Site. So we'll take a break, uh, come back, and I believe Norris to Flourish is, is the deal for hour number two. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Hear the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nabaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. 